0: We talk about Major League, I think, like every other episode.
1: I just bring it up to piss Nick off, because I know Ricky and I both like it. It's our staple. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser.
2: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90.
1: If you're going to spew spew into this.
0: The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie?
2: You can't handle the truth! This week's pick is Freeway. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Nick Prince. I'm Eric Hunter. Hi, I'm Ricky. While talking of movies without uh, any plot, I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wait,
1: what? How did we get to that? Oh, without a plot. What? Okay, how is it? Yeah, without a plot. How was it?
2: Not good.
0: Not good. Not even a little bit?
2: No. Come on! No. <laughs>
0: it's not good. It's not good. I
2: don't. I don't. I don't know if I. So I was talking with Ricky earlier, and I think I just don't like Garfield as Peter Parker. Wait, what? No. Spider I Man. Mondays. I'm okay with.
0: And I hate lasagna. Wait,
2: what? what? Oh, what Garfield,
0: not not the cartoon, not the, not cartoon. the cartoon. I'm confused no. already. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Andrew
2: Garfield. Oh, is that the dude who's playing Spider Man? The Amazing Spider Man, too. Yeah. Did you not see the first one? I take it.
1: No, I did. I just never caught his name. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't get out much. <laughs> you didn't I don't
2: see the opening credits or the closing credits?
1: If I did, I sure as hell wasn't reading, that's for sure.
0: Or say that's
2: the guy from the social yeah. network? I didn't say He's that. He's the guy from which one? Which one was he? He's his friend. The uh oh, the douche friend. one with, Yeah. The one, with the, that, the, uh, CFO, the one with the CFO, the one with one with all him. the money.
1: You're smarter than me. You owe me money.
2: That's a, that's that was his friend to me. It's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. Yes. Me there you go.
0: There yeah. you go. So not that's I mean, what won Aaron Sorkin his Academy Award for best screenplay.
1: So really, man, like nothing, nothing, nothing about it was good.
2: Like there had
0: to be something. Were, there were Give parts, me something, brother.
2: Yeah, I take. Yeah, I mean there were there were good parts, but overall, like I didn't like the intro. The whole origin story at the beginning didn't need it. Wait, why did they did do they an Orgy story? Like, this is, is the second one. Right. They Well, they go and do like a... a with his family. With his uh, dad... Uh, his mom and dad... Uh, what's his dad? What's his first name? I forget his first name. But he, he worked with with Osborne Mr. Parker to you. He's Mr. Parker Mr. to you. Mr. Parker. Mr. and Mrs. Parker. Show yeah, I just respect. didn't like the opening scene. There was an action yeah. sequence that was shot horribly. I almost threw up in the theater and I never get motion sickness and the whole love between him and gwen that whole Oof, story i would do bad then like they bicker through the whole thing and then they like puppy love
0: you just didn't care um, they you weren't cut, invested they,
2: no they could have cut about 30 minutes i understand why they did it spoiler alert sorry eric if you hear this she dies at the end wait who does and i understand why that oh yeah gwen. she's supposed to yeah yeah right i'm sure that's the way yeah. in the comic stacy
0: so. emma stone's character
2: um so I understand why they did yeah. like the the 30 or 40 neck, minutes Matt. of like this Chick Flick so you started to care for Gwen and then she dies in the end so but I what, I didn't care at all. And they did a lot of stuff I like I, was, I wanted this the Amazing Spider-Man to be a darker Spider-Man than what Raimi's was which was like a, a very comic or not comic very comicky. Yeah, it was a kids superhero Slapstick. Spider-Man. And So, I think the first Amazing Spider Man wasn't so slapsticky, but this one was. I didn't like it. Like, he, at one point, he's on the front of a car talking to Gwen on the phone. Or, no, he's on the front of the car and his phone rings and it's the Spider Man theme song. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And then he picks it up and he's, Gwen's like, Are you, are you saving people? He's like, No, no, no. No, no. I'm just taking a cab. Hanging around. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe, and I told Ricky before, I think that Spider Man's just not my, I'm not a huge fan of Spider Man to begin with I mean I think he's kind of and my, for me
1: anyway like Spider-Man like the origin story is really cool just like the build up to Spider-Man from Peter Parker uh, but he doesn't get badass until like Madam Web yeah. comes in and they start doing the alternate dimension stuff and start mixing him with like the X-Men like that's when it gets really cool but that's just me
2: and Ricky and I discussed a certain, but how the first two are just a build up for the third one like that's what I liked about Raimi's is that they were each one was open and shut open and shut you had Green Goblin, then you had Doc Ock, then so I like them as a movie. Where these are just like one right. long movie and they're setting up the Sinisters six for the third one. I'm gonna give it that another sucks, chance. Man. I Sorry, mean I, I did that. see like an eleven forty five showing of it, and I was kinda tired, so, so maybe I was kinda it was, tired. I was working I out was all just day. tired and kinda cranky, so lifting weights.
0: I was. I think they're selling a broader a broader movie. They're trying to be the uh, the superhero movie that chicks can go see because Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield are pretty notably known as being a couple off the screen as well. Right. So I think you're right. They're trying to sell maybe a rom-com to appease mm-hmm. a broader audience. And with everything else they're doing in the movie, it's like, no, get, into, get to the meat and potatoes.
2: Well, I think they're, they're just trying to hit too many too broad a demographic they're trying to go for they're trying to go for all the kids they're trying to go for like you said like romantic comedy they're trying to go for the comic book people you know they need to kind of pick where they want to go if they want to make it a kids movie make it a kids movie or if they're going to make it you know a comic like an action yeah, yeah it
0: all comes back to like we've said about other things if you if you make a good movie you make a good movie quit going in quit having like a flow chart of like well we got to hit this we got to hit this we got to hit this just make a good movie write a good script
1: Well, you got to think about the aftermath too, because it's not just a movie anymore. Like it's a cartoon, it's a it's a you know it's a it's an action figure line. It's you know there's so many more elements that go into these superhero movies than just a movie. That it seems more likely that the movie is going to take a back seat, and the toy line is going to be more popular, or the video game, or the t-shirts, or you know what I mean. Like they're just cashing in on the brand.
0: Unfortunately, that's what ends up happening. But what's great is nolan's batman movies like i can only see the production people from that are like shit now we've got to watch the movie and see what we can make a toy off of from this except from the you know usually that's flipped usually it's the production team going we need you to have a scene with this a scene with this and a scene with this so we can sell spider-man on a boat jet skiing or whatever we need to sell that figure along with three different other kind of Spider-Man figures.
2: Ooh, I need that figure. I
0: mean, I come on. Figure. Spider-Man loves the beach.
2: But see, if I'm a writer and a director and a studio, I would want that movie to be very strong with a great story so it stands the test of time. That's not what so these 10 movies 10 years are poor, down though, the road, we're looking accounts. back at That's Amazing Spider-Man 2 and still want to watch that movie.
0: That doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. They should be. If you want a good movie, like like I said, I go back yeah. to Christopher Nolan's Batman if you have that clout in hollywood which i think brian singer is gonna have with days of futures past again you make a good movie but it's it's hard to get the the support from a studio um i went and saw yesterday the new zach efron seth Rogen movie neighbors yeah uh the comedy about zach um seth Rogen and his wife rose byrne have a baby they buy a new house they're they're feeling the kind of like just becoming adults it very much starts off like it could have been a sequel to knocked up. Like after we see him and Catherine Heigl have the baby, what happens next? Um, it yeah. was a funny movie. I didn't think it was as good as mm-hmm. this is the end or, um, knocked up, but I think it was kind of on par or a little better than pineapple express.
1: Pineapple express
0: is okay. But that's what I said. Go into neighbors. If you're going to watch it, just, just to have fun. Don't expect any real smart comedy, or it's not even that quick witted. It's just a fun, a fun time.
1: I tried to do that with the movie that I watched this uh, past week, which was the internship with Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, Luke. Was it Owen? Mm-hmm. I, like I Owen. Uh, some friends of mine at work mm-hmm. uh, actually recommended it, and they're like, "Oh, oh you I'm gotta watch the internship. It. It's hilarious." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, "All right, well." I'll watch it and I'm watching it and I'm like, this is just a bad version of Wedding Crashers. Of Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's the I mean you get this I get the same vibe with I mean Vince I think it's just their characters. Like Vince Vaughn kind of kinda plays the in and those style movies plays the exact same character. What well, Wedding I, Crashers, the it's, breakup, it's that? all that.
1: Yeah, it's that, but I think they even wrote the script kind of the same way, too, because it was like, yeah, they- you know, these guys are on top of the world, and now they're not, so they're trying other means. You know, um, when Vince Vaughn goes and starts selling the, the, uh, the hover rounds or whatever the hell they were called, the motorized scooters, to the old people yeah. and the dude that he's with. Is like banging all the old chicks, like it was the exact same setup <laughs> as when he meets Will Ferrell and he's crashing like Will funerals. Like, yeah, yeah and there and like both times it was like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, this is what you've resulted to. Like, no, you gotta, yeah. Like, I mean, there was some pr- fairly decent yeah, stuff. It's like in it, literally
2: but, the same story arc and the relationship and everything. Yeah, you
1: know, and there's that one girl that the one of the main characters falls for, and it's, I mean, some of it was kind of interesting, like the. Uh, like the the kids that get teamed up with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, like that, that was he's, kind of. He's got to become a better person for her. But then again, you know, it just it still wasn't. It just wasn't that well written, and Google being the 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 landscape and the backdrop for this movie wasn't good enough for me to keep watching. You know, I mean, I watched it, but I, I don't know. It was it was another throwaway to me. It was it was hard. Yes, yeah, so I was hard during the entire movie.
2: I've seen it a couple times. Oh.
1: What the internship?
2: <laughs> yeah, Ashley liked it, so it was something we could just watch together. I mean, it to me is like if you like the Wedding Crashers. But no, awesome. I like, like the Wedding the Crashers. Internship. It's hard to say.
0: It's an it's an easy movie. You don't need yeah. You don't need yeah. a lot of prep to get into it. It's, like, it, it's a no-brain. It's a no-brain movie. I mean, I'm not saying anybody that likes it. It's just one. Of, it's like Neighbors, or it's like uh, I also told Nick earlier, Eric, that I rewatched Twenty One Jump Street. Did you
1: guys have like a whole show? Without there are me? There's some
0: clever things in Twenty One Jump Street. Can... <laughs> no, Jesus. yeah, we did. You, we were just waiting for you. I'm a little late <laughs>
1: from work. Can you guys have an
2: entire episode without me? Yeah, mm. douchebags. Well, we were on at like 7:30.
0: Did you see Twenty One Jump Street?
1: No, douchebags. And I probably won't.
0: It's clever. Uh, there's some surprising things that you don't expect, but all in all, it's just another fun movie that you go into. You don't have to be on your toes to like catch anything. Like, oh, I gotta be really interested and invested because I might miss a plot point or something. It's one of those movies you can just veg out to, kind of like Van Wilder. I would lump all these movies we've kind of been talking about into that, like Van Wilder, yeah. Animal yeah, House. Yeah, but those movies
1: are good though. Package.
0: These movies are not... I agree. I think there's some better than I wouldn't say Animal other. House.
2: I wouldn't say Animal House. That's You don't think Animal House put and Van Wilder House are kind of... Or like Caddyshack. You're just...
0: I mean, those movies are the best
2: of oh, that genre. Oh, no, I thought like, you were comparing that, that those are like dumb... Like nonsensical well, I mean, comedies like Internship. They kind of are. They're written.
0: They're the higher end of it. Like, that's the... Well, that's like Wedding Crashers is like the internship just a lot better just a better movie a rid more original they start watering it down when you keep on seeing the same thing over and over again
2: right but i i don't see us or a 25 year anniversary of the internship coming oh no out. it's probably going to be
0: forgotten about <laughs> in the next couple of years no i i agree but i'm saying that's like like right. spider-man too well except for when they make a third yeah they're
1: gonna have to make a third one yeah
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Caddyshack and and stuff. And then they come out with the box set. And then the reboot of that reboot. But, like, there's movies that spawn other movies that aren't as good. I mean, there's tons of them. Like, Caddyshack, I kind of think, bought Major League. Which, I think Major League is not as good as Caddyshack, but it's pretty good. So then you start... Other movies start emulating the formula or that feel, and they keep on getting more watered down because... You can't what be as Major good League as that 2? first big one that came out.
2: <laughs> Such a God good movie. No. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> what? I still hate Ricky for making me buy that stupid movie. So good. Major League 2? Major League, 2? League
0: 2. <laughs> I love so this good. British shit. So good. So good. Weebles? You got to do Mabas. Mabas.
2: That's you're saying like you're quoting like maybe I mean, five minutes day, of that man. movie like, and the rest of its shit,
0: or? dude. I could I could line for line that movie for you. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, but all, that's all that
2: movie is is just a collection of lines. Where ma- the first oh, one had you, a story. You don't have
0: to tell me. Major League Two. Okay, so Major League Two is the internship of the Major League series. Like, there's Wedding Crashers, then there's the internship. There's Major League, then there's Major League Two. And then there's the dumb bastard son, Major League 3, Back to Wait, the Miners. Wait,
1: Nick, did you just say that the ma- Major League 2 was just a collection of lines? Because I think that's the majority of movies. are just a collection of lines. I could be
0: wrong.
2: Yep. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Now we're...
0: All right, this is a good time to go to commercial.
2: <laughs> you say a line, I say a line.
0: Come get around, see what just skipped in the town So skip it, skip it, do run through jump, do hop hop Skip it, skip it, scoop and a screamin' and a bop to bop But
1: the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball So try to beat
0: your very best score, see if you can jump a whole lot more Skip it, skip it, come on everybody, skip it Roaring good fun from Tiger Toy From executive producer Oliver Stone, meet Vanessa Lutz. The cat drinks milk. I love you so much, Chopper. I love you too, baby. Her dad just doesn't get it. Larry, get your goddamn hands off my anatomy. Her mom is clueless. You don't know nothing about nothing. You don't know a goddamn thing about nothing. And her life is no fairy tale. You having some kind of trouble? This is a story of A. Murder. He's the guy that's been killing
1: all them girls on the freeway, Bob. You gonna do sex to me now?
0: B. Revenge. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior? I want that little monster to pay for this.
1: Right now, we're the best friends you've got.
0: I'm so sure.
2: C. Betrayal. You don't believe we're your friends?
0: I believe you're out to ruin me. D. survival.
2: Back in the hole, I decided all I need to live with my will.
0: E. All of the above. I had this problem with anger. I didn't have the We need to put an end to the system that lets dangerous, violent thugs be prosecuted as juvenile. Ooh. Holy shit. Look who got beat with the ugly stick. Kiefer Sutherland, Reese Witherspoon, Brooke Shields, Amanda Plummer. Freeway.
1: Why are you doing this?
0: I'm pissed off and the whole world owes me.
2: And we're back. Alright, spin it E. Whoa. That's crazy. See how I did that? See how Sorry. I did that? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And we're back. Sorry. Whoa. So Eric, you you want to tell us about your amazing pick? Oh
1: fuck. Uh sure. <laughs> uh, Shit, I didn't
2: even watch it. <laughs> Totally forgot it. I just came up, right. I oh, just, shit. I just came up with a word freeway. Oh, God. So well, hoped it was well, a movie.
1: No, I've got I've got a reason why I picked it. Hi. Um, all right. So for this episode we watched a little nineteen ninety-six movie called Freeway. Uh, it's a twisted tale on the little red riding hood with a teenager juvenile juvenile delinquent on the run from a social worker traveling to her grandmother's house and being hounded by a charming but sadistic serial killer slash pedophile. It's directed and written by Matthew Bright. Stars Reese Witherspoon as Miss Little Red Riding Hood, I guess you could say. Uh, Keith Sutherland, uh,
2: Bo Keem Woodbine, and others. Ooh, I love others. I want to be an other one day. Free Ray! So surprisingly, I, I really like this Take movie. I watched the, the trailers to it, obviously, before I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a really cheap, horrible movie. Now, it was cheap but it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I Normally I hate Reese Witherspoon because I think in every movie that's the only kind of ca- character she can play is just a hillbilly, right. like country girl. Any movie that I – I don't think I've ever heard her not have that accent. <laughs> and I understand. I mean, yeah, that's her born accent, but a lot of actors can do another accent other than – Yeah, they fake it. A country or whatever they're, they're, where they're born.
0: I agree with you, Nick. Um, I was I had apprehension going into the movie because I'm not a big fan of Reese Witherspoon. But I, I think the exact opposite reason. Every, every movie that I really hate with her in, she's trying to play sweet and cute and not have that accent. Um, the two movies that I now like are this movie and Election. She doesn't have the accent, but she plays <laughs> a crazy bitch.
2: It's funny. One of the movies I watched uh, was American Psycho. So it was, it's funny that it has that link reese witherspoon but no i really liked her as this character i thought she did a really good job i didn't know until i read that she was supposed to be playing a 15 year old i thought she was no supposed to be a little bit older than that
0: yeah i agree with that she definitely comes off older um the movie starts off with her in the class clearly being illiterate and pretty far behind she's in the slow class right and they're starting off with the line what the cat drinks milk and when she finally says it correctly, the whole classroom's like, "Yeah, you did it!" Yeah, uh, I think that's a great tone. That in the opening crawl with the uh, the credits with the cartoons, yeah, that was depicting weird. Little Red Riding Hood as being slutty and the wolf is just being a horn dog. Right. I think was a really good way to set up this independent. I movie. really like
2: the opening credits. I could have right. done without the classroom. They were trying to really drive home that she's stupid and. They that I just felt like that was a wasted scene. That didn't really make any sense to me. Plus later on in the movie, she can read a menu and order food. So they kind of contradict themselves with that.
0: Well, I don't think she was stupid. Well, okay, she I, has
2: street smarts, she doesn't have book smarts.
0: Well, I mean she we never see her read straight from a menu. We already see her.
2: No, she after she after she kills Bob, she goes to that restaurant and she orders a very specific item on that menu. So instead of just saying, I want a cheeseburger right. with fries, she's like, I would like the Whatever it was, Midway Cheeseburger, whatever the name of the restaurant was. Hmm,
0: good catch. I, I think the scene. I think that's a mess up that they should have made. They should have corrected in that scene. But I think opening the movie with that scene um, lets you empathize with her character a little bit more before the next kind of like grisly scene with her parents. And it also gives you a good uh, a good basis for how left behind and how unlooked after this girl is.
1: Yeah, the dialogue is super raw. Like it's very. Yeah, like, it doesn't hold anything back, and I don't know if that's just because of the way that the characters are written, because they're mm-hmm. they're meant to be illiterate and you know right. from the streets, kind of poor education. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like I don't think I caught one simile or metaphor or anything like that. <laughs> they're pretty in much this, point in this dialogue. Yeah, like it's it was weird. um <laughs> So uh, I'll explain how I came up with the idea of this movie. It was literally just a top ten list of movies from the 90s you probably haven't seen that is worth watching. And I picked this one because I thought it would be interesting to see Keith Sutherland play a serial killer slash pedophile. And then after watching the movie, I realized that practically every movie that he's in, he's always just a little bit creepy regardless of the part that he's playing. Like, he always has that kind of creepy vibe to him. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Well, the great thing is I know Kiefer from playing weird roles from, like, the 80s and, like, the Lost Boys and stuff and Mm -hmm. a couple other things. Um, He's also in A Few Good Men, plays a pretty unadjusted character. Um, But it was good to see him in this because he was a little more aged and a little more resembles the Kiefer, like, 24 that we know. And it was great to see him unhinged while still looking yeah. a little more yeah, mature I it was really than good he did casting, from his like 80s counterpart this... version of himself. Strange, because I don't think he oversold his crazy. Um, immediately, no, he was, yeah, he was really good at holding back. Once we get to her in the the van or the uh, the SUV with him, um, I'm on board. I think some of the some of the dialogue and some of the the filming is a little off. It's a little cheap looking. Um, Some of the characters, some of the actors aren't the best. It's pretty uneven beside your leads. But with the both of them in the car scenes, it felt like a play. It felt great. Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon, the pace is super fast. The dialogue's quick. It's very smart. Mm -hmm. They both play it very, very well.
2: Going back a little bit. um, Oh, sorry. I was going to like, I I honestly think that just going back before they get in the car. I just want to get your opinion on the one scene where like her boyfriend Chopper gets killed. Do you even think that was necessary to show that? I didn't think it, like, really advanced the story at Mm -hmm. all. They only do... They throw back to it once when she calls him from prison, and that's it.
0: And it's, yeah, it's purely for for the setup later to push her over the edge to um, be another nail in the coffin of a society and a world that keeps just shitting on her. That one of the bright spots in her life is now taken away from her. I... I, that was, I thought it was a really good scene. Like I said, everything leading up to the car scene, and including the car scene, I think is handled well, and the pacing is good. I think there are some scenes like her boyfriend getting killed that happen after the car scene that tone and pace start lacking. I think after the car scene, this movie ends up going all over the place a little bit. Yeah,
1: so her getting arrested and going to the all-girls prison yeah. like that was a... Like, that took me completely by surprise. Another movie. Yeah, like, I was waiting for her just to get to grandmother's house. Like, I think her boyfriend getting shot at the beginning um, was so that she had no reason to come back home because her boyfriend's dead, her mom and stepdad are in jail for methadone and prostitution. Like, she has nobody home. She has to go to her grandmother's house. You know what I mean? Uh, And I think that's what really was supposed Mm -hmm. to push her to get there. But No, I I agree. the whole the, the the whole prison scene was just like I enjoyed it just because I thought it was uh, an interesting change of pace because you really find out what kind of a uh, a person she is um but it was it's very sudden and it's very it's it takes me by
0: surprise big time the movie for me changes in the interrogation scene the thing scene. that took me before that
2: was the detectives yeah. the detectives were very weird
0: Fair, agree like
2: just the way she acted around the detectives she like the one detective, uh, what was his name, Detective Breer, the the black detective, like mm-hmm. he was like a pedophile in himself. Like he, he was like, what yeah. did he say to you? Tell me exactly what, he, and did you like that? Did you like what he said? And then like she beats the shit out of him and nothing really crazy happens. Like it takes him a like, long okay. time before the other detective like holds her back. Like, so I just got a weird vibe. Yeah, I got a weird vibe from those detectives.
0: That's the first scene, after the car scene, where the movie starts being unbalanced with its tone and its pace, and the dialogue inherently, like, immediately feels different. Like, there's some real bad dialogue. They start dropping some character stuff in about her that it's the first time we hear about that she has an anger problem. Now, I know they do that because they have a case file on her, and they're reading it, and they're trying to goad her. They're trying to raise her blood, raise her temperature, and then she turns it back in their faces, But I feel that, and then once she gets in the prison, we're in another movie that we don't get back to the movie we were in with the car scene until about the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I would have liked this
2: movie a lot more if it was more of, like, he kidnaps her, and it's just their interactions on the road. Mm -hmm. Instead of her, right off the bat, shooting him, thinking he's dead, and then, yeah, we get thrown into this whole other world of she's now in jail and she's with these weird detectives and then they try to push her back to to bob's character and then then she goes to her grandma's like i would have liked to seen a lot more of more more of the car scene more of the interaction between the two
0: they clearly only had enough money to get a couple really good actors and you know we get Kiefer Sutherland and reese witherspoon right. where they that shows that they're really good but then after she shoots him we're introduced to what yeah. ten new characters, including the mm-hmm. prison scene, that are not very good actors. We have to see Brooke Shields, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's wife, who's yeah. atrocious. The two detectives no. are not very good, and so that's—I no. mean—that hurts the movie. Even if the script—even if the script's not that bad, those actors not being able to spit out that dialogue—it's—it's it's hard to watch.
1: I, I have to—I I made a note. Uh, yeah because
0: it starts to feel like a lifetime movie. Yeah.
1: I made a note because I thought it was interesting that uh Keith R. Sutherland's character uses uh, a shaving an old-style shaving razor as the weapon that he holds uh rather than like a, just a, oh, yeah. a knife or a gun or you know what I mean like I thought that was very interesting like I felt like it was it was put there for a reason but I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out why. Cuz it's a very distinct kind of weapon. I think the whole knife thing is
2: a little bit more intimate. If is going to kill no, I get that, with but the fact gun. that it was an
1: like, old-style... Old yeah, sh- yeah, 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 why it's a straight so it's razor? It's an old ra- uh, shaving razor. It's very primal. You know, the manual like, shaving razor. Like, I'm curious as to why they picked that.
0: Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's supposed to represent the claws that a wolf would have. It's more primal, and it more feels like, when he holds it, that it's an extension of his hand, an extension of himself, where a no, knife would have, like, a big handle, a big blade... Mm-hmm. Where that's very sleek, kind of like a Freddy claw. <laughs> no, you're wrong. The way it bends, the way he can Maybe. manipulate it, I could be totally wrong. That's the connection I got.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. I'll buy that for
2: a yeah, dollar. I don't know why he uses a straight <laughs> razor. I mean, I agree with you. I like the, I like that it's just not a, a typical knife. It's unique.
0: Yeah. But, so I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it was uh, obviously like it, it. So there's about. I was watching this movie, and once it starts getting to the interrogation and then in the prison, and kind of the unnecessary violence, and I say unnecessary violence because everything else felt really grounded. the um, The aggression and the violence in the car felt real by the way they played it out. And it was, they long played it out. He didn't immediately go crazy on her. They went and had dinner. Um, he tried talking to her. He tried mediating her. Um, the violence of the boyfriend getting killed seemed real because we they let us know the situation that these characters are in. Um, but once we got to the prison and kind of when she goes ballistic, well, she first goes ballistic on the detective and then goes ballistic on the other female prisoner, it made me start thinking of natural-born killers. And I was like, oh, this is just unnecessary violence because they need to fill up the middle of this movie and kind of make it more action-packed. And then when I got to the end of the movie and saw that it was executive produced by Oliver Stone, did some research, and that's how this movie got produced. The uh, The writer slash director, his agent shopped this script, and these two producers liked it and said, we want to make this movie, but we feel like the writer has to direct it to get his vision across. Well, no one would buy it. No one would be in it. Like, no big names would audition. One of the producers was friends with Oliver Stone, who was making Natural Born Killers at the time. He read it and was like, oh yeah, I'll executive produce this. And as soon as he put his name on it, that's when the big names started coming on audition like Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon. It's
1: all about, it's not who you know, it's who you blow.
0: Amen, Reverend. Amen. So the middle of this movie, it just feels like Natural Born Killers, and I, I, I don't think people handle Tarantino's scripts well when he's not directing them himself, but... I felt the tone and the pace, to reiterate again, went off on a tangent in the middle here and just felt like a completely different movie from the realness and the reality that we were built up so much in, like, the first 35 minutes.
1: No, I agree. Like,
0: I think it's... um,
1: I remember what I was going to say. What I was going to say was, like, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I think it was was extremely well written. Like, I think it was acted uh, exactly the way that it was designed to be acted. The direction was was nice like I really enjoyed some of the faraway shots uh, and then coming back like I like the idea of her shooting Keith or Sutherland in the back of the head but it's you don't see the gunshot it's and it may just be because they didn't have the special effects or whatever but I think it's more it's it's a lot more uh, impactful on the audience when it's the faraway shot and then you come in afterwards after the the deed is done and you see the after effects like I thought that was really good but I just... I don't see myself watching this movie again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see myself, like, just slapping it in and hmm. watching it again. Like, I got the experience that I wanted. I enjoyed it. Um, but I it, to me, I, like, I'm done. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to go back and re-watch it anytime soon.
0: I agree. I think I, I enjoyed the yeah. grittiness. But I, I think if this movie would have been done a little bit better, I would rewatch it and show it to people because it's got a cool... Underlying story, the reimagination of Little Red Riding Hood, and the realism of like even in the car after he gets shot, you know, in uh, maybe other movies the guy would be dead, but in this movie they're playing it real, and the bullet passed through his face and he's he's yeah. just fucking deformed and he's bleeding out. But if this movie was, I'm gonna have to say if this was a little bit more mainstream with a better director maybe a better editor. I, I think it's I think it's a more rewatchable movie. Maybe. Yeah, with some different actors I don't
2: think the directing I don't think the director directing and editing was that was bad I think it was the that like we've hit on before it's that middle part that was elements of the story that really had no purpose I think other than he wanted to add some more time to the film he wanted to like that whole prison sequence I think could have been taken out we didn't need to see her in prison like uh and I that like opening scene I really did I
0: honestly would have, would have rather the movie the middle part be a courtroom drama yeah,
1: the, I think the courtroom scenes would have been just fine, yeah. because, I mean, she was still balls-of-the-wall crazy, even in the courtroom
0: scene. Yeah. I didn't... Right. Yeah. And she still could have escaped somehow, and we still would have gotten that last 15 minutes of the movie, which brings us to the last 15 minutes of the movie, with Kiefer Sutherland playing the grandmother in the bed, and it gets back to its realistic grisliness, is awesome. Like, so that creepy. trailer fight scene is is so creepy and so good. And it makes me feel like the first 20 minutes of the movie again. But then that ending. That's horrible. I I felt bad. I I felt bad. Yeah. At the end, that whole dialogue with the two detectives and like they're laughing. Does anybody have any gum? I was like, what the fuck? Like. Yeah. Like I didn't. Did you guys leave that? Did you guys write that and leave that in as a bet? Like, (laughs) did someone lose a bet? You read the script. To write the last two lines of the movie. Yeah and again that just that ruined
2: the whole like I didn't understand those detectives like like I almost wanted to believe did they know that Bob Wolverton was the I-5 killer when they first got um, when they first got Vanessa for his attempted murder for her attempted murder
0: no just, they just, did not play that well the, he doesn't know until the detective says I need to go back out there and see the crime site and then finds the piece of her hair cut off right that's the first moment that he knows that she's telling the truth, hmm. but we never see him convince his partner. His partner just immediately is like, "Okay." The older the the older guy, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. For the so for the whole trailer sequence, she comes out. She clearly killed him, and she, they didn't do anything about it. Like, wouldn't you arrest that person right then and there, and then question later? But they're just like you said; they were just smiling.
1: Well, it makes you wonder what they like, cut out of the movie. Because I can guarantee well, there yeah. is some were very tri- vital deleted scenes that pick up all the pieces. Because the script is too meticulous, like it's too well thought out. I
0: don't think so. I, I don't agree. I think I think that that scene where she comes out and says, "Does anybody have any gum?" and they're trying to make it lighthearted, like a black, like a dark comedy. I think that goes with all of the unnecessary violence with her in the prison with the girls, like when they go out. And she cuts the guy with her toothbrush thing, and the, the head mistress of the prison, or whatever, or the warden, whoever that is. Her character's real weird and weird. Like, why does Brooke, Brooke Shields shoot because herself? Because she knew all along. Like, all of that was way she too. She knew hard. all along. Yeah. Did the, she, the way that the way they played it, she she didn't know until she saw because she yeah, said, "Wait, she knew. Are those little kids."
2: She either knew, she either knew, or she knew, a, like he was up to some weird shit but she didn't know it was that. So that maybe took her way over the edge. It's
0: bad acting.
1: I think there's probably more to that. Like, I think she probably had something (laughs) to do with it as well. Like it was a team effort. It just wasn't him.
0: See, then that doesn't support her going upstairs and blowing her brains out. Unless you're going to say she did it just not to get arrested. Yeah, but I don't think she was... She's a bad actress, but I don't think she was playing that. I think she was playing that she had this public image, and she had been supporting her husband so much through this via the TV and in the courtroom, that when it all turns out to be that he's a sick fuck and he's this serial killer, she can't face the public... Scrutiny that will sure to come. I don't know. So sh- she takes the easy way out, but it was just way too hurried. It was weird. God, does anybody have any gum? That fucking And they freeze <laughs> on her laughing. And like smile. Where did the money, did the money come, come from? Come from? Bad. <laughs> it didn't go to the ending. I know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This movie bombed entirely, didn't it? It only it made like fourteen thousand the first week.
0: But I'll say this. I bought my copy at the uh, DVD record store up here, Reckless. Um, and sometimes they put a little note on albums or things that they like. Uh, the note on this one on the DVD was If you want to see Reese Witherspoon play a complete total white trash, which may not be a stretch, and Kiefer Sutherland get his face tore the fuck up, then buy this movie. It's pretty good.
2: <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. That's
0: pretty good. Well, I read that. I read that, and I'm like, like, you know what? I like Kiefer Sutherland, and I think he'll play the levels of being a creep fucker. I was like, I'm into this. And then, like I said, that first 40 minutes, I was like, Eric found it. Like, this is a, I can see why Eric likes this. I thought you may have already seen it. And then once I got to the end with the uh, do, you, do either of you have any gum? I was like, Eric pulled this from a list. Eric went online yep. and searched a list because there's no way he digs that dialogue. I didn't because see- I know you're very interested in good dialogue.
1: I didn't search for it. It, it. I just happened to come across it. Let's just let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> it came to me. It called me out in the night. Yeah.
1: So, oh, okay. So I wanted to bring this bit up. Worst actor in this movie. The dead grandmother. I think every time they shot to her, she was like moving. Like either her tongue was moving, or she was
0: like shaking.
1: Like, I understand this woman's old. Really?
0: Really? You call out the woman who's got to play a stiff? Brooke Shields acted like she was dead, and she was supposed to be a live character.
1: I I think that's just in her personality. It's got nothing to do with her acting
2: ability.
0: Until she died. (laughs) Well, normally what they do in those scenes
1: is they take us is they just take a still shot and just let it run, they make it look like it's they're actually filming her. Like they didn't do that in this oh, they, movie. Like they,
0: they didn't have the budget for that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have the budget for a still shot. They did not have the budget for that.
2: They well, I will have to. I would give Kiefer props on playing dead because I sat there and like stared at his like chest and belly to see if it was and he, he did, did a really good it. job. At,
0: he did great. He breathed in the movie. a little bit. Again, like when we alive, when we re see him and he's in the diner, but he
2: did a great job at playing. Doug. When he
0: orders food from Flo before he gets to the grandmother, it's super creepy. Like I see traces of like Freddy Freddy Krueger mm. in his performance, and I'm like, I wish I would have seen more of this in the movie. That whole,
2: that whole costume was creepy. So
0: Nick, you pointed out, I loved how he had to keep taking like a yeah, clean getting dipping his. Nick drool. pointed out that there's a. Um, a direct-to-video sequel to this that came out two yeah. years ago or two years after no sorry two years after the first one
2: it's called the 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 it's called freeway Two: the trickster baby the trick baby i
0: believe or no the, the Baby. Trick baby. one of the two yeah
2: because at one point that she actually says she's like i'm yeah. no i'm no trick baby and this one I'm and that sure one is it. supposed to play off of the Hansel and Gretel story, I believe.
0: So there's there's two. There's a brother and sister, and a, again
2: written by Wright. Uh, Was it
0: directed by him? <laughs>
2: yeah, I would I would assume. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's I not Oliver it's, Stone, though. Is it? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the ex- exact same. I'm gonna have, have to like look that up.
0: Um, I'm sure. D- I'm gonna have to poo it up. There
2: you go. Confessions of a Trick Baby That's what is. Okay, so three years released. after Matthew Bright, Ugh. writer-director oh, Natasha, Leone Maria From American Saldonio, Pie David Allen Greer <laughs> Is he the David detective? Two <laughs> snaps? Says on IMDb that
1: he's douchebag one Well, that doesn't make any sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's gotta be two of them No, he's not With a Z oh, a, He's Mr. Butts Mr. Butts Mr. Butts Yeah Mr. Butts. Mr. Butts. Natasha Leone is, is White Girl. Guess
2: what Natasha Leone, she's the star of the role. Guess what nice. her character's white
0: girl. called?
2: White Girl. <laughs>
0: um,
2: it's like they left They left that in the script this by accident. Like, whatever. actor A, actor B. White Girl.
0: This is bad. Oh, man. Wow.
2: <laughs> hey, it's on YouTube if you want to watch the whole you movie. Did. So you know it's a good movie. Yep. Means
0: there's no nudity.
2: Alright, what are your
1: guys' uh, favorite lines?
2: Uh, mine's would either have to? I had two. The one was uh where Bob's character comes into the courtroom, and Vanessa sees him for the first time. She goes, "Holy shit! Look who got beat with the ugly stick. Is that you, Bob?" <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was very good. Her character and everything. It was she just no no regards to the where she's at in the courtroom or anything like that.
0: My favorite line right. is, uh, "Keep your hands off my anatomy," which it's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, when she's talking to her stepdad at the beginning i think that was the first time we really hear kind of like the the bob line in the courtroom we're like okay this this girl's even though she's yeah. a sad existence it's uh, pretty funny she says some just uh my favorite actually things you don't expect.
1: happens right after the line that you had mentioned when she says, "Yeah, I heard that you had to get one of those bags on you so you could shit it in it." Well, you're just one big old bag of shit, ain't you, Bob? I was like, "That's fucking that hilarious."
2: That whole scene was just. cuz when she leaves? She's like, uh, "She say, Chipmunk Face and your Skipper wife." <laughs> Bad Chipmunk Face and your Skipper wife. Yeah. My the my first yeah. the the line that I originally saw was. Uh, She's sitting in the car and she he says something about her mama saying that she's a like your mom's a whore or whatever and she says well I wouldn't like to beat your mama and then he elbows her right in the stomach. She's like you can talk about my mama but I can't talk about yours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't understand the situation she's in. Yeah it's great. That's I mean that's that's, I think, the uh, the commentary on the first line that I picked and the courtroom lines and that line, is she just is not... Oh, she's so naive and doesn't yep. understand the severity of the situation she's in. And that's what makes right. her character kind of charming until she starts going off the rails. Because before that, you, you sympathize with her and you empathize. Um, try... Li- if you guys ever get a chance, if you have it on DVD, try listening to the director's commentary he is a crazy person. He sounds like the Unabomber. He sounds like a mentally insane person who's te- talking to you Weird. about his manifesto that he wrote. He talks like this, and when we shot this scene, like, saw, or yeah. like that, the whole time. Yeah, it was just really creepy, and I'm like, huh, this movie's a <laughs> little less nice. charming now that I know it's from the mind of a crazy person. Let's do our ratings. Readings. Let's start off oh, with ratings. you, Nick. What is your rating for this movie in reels? Ratings. It's like, what are we ratings.
2: doing? Ratings uh, I give it three, three out, of, three out of five reels. I enjoyed the movie. I, I think I'll watch it again. I'll definitely watch it again. I do want to check out Freeway 2 just to see what it's all about. Would you suggest it to others? Uh, yeah, it would. It would depend on who the other is. Like, I wouldn't suggest it to like. I don't think Ashley would enjoy it. Probably not. No. Even though she likes Reese Witherspoon.
1: What, in Sweet Home, Alabama? But,
2: yeah, pretty much any chick flick that she's in. (laughs) <laughs> like hey honey <laughs> you want to watch this
0: you want to watch this reese witherspoon rom-com
2: at, um, yeah three out of
0: five i have to agree this is uh probably close to being tied with my favorite performance of reese witherspoon as i said before in the movie election is my favorite um but i have to disagree with the stars uh i don't go i don't give it too much less than you do but i give it a 2.5 just because i feel like there was a, a good story some good dialogue but man the bad acting and the the focus Seems to go off the rails at about fifty minutes, forty-five minutes. So two point five. Hunter,
1: yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Ricky. I, I'm going to say two point five as well. Like I think it's, uh, as I said before, like I think it's one of those movies that's interesting to watch a first time around, especially if you don't know anything about it. Um, but I think there's there's too much in this movie that just it doesn't seem to connect, and it's very discombobulating. It's it's sometimes it's kind of hard to follow which may have been the whole idea of the writer. Like that's maybe that's exactly what he wanted you to constantly be thrown off course. And, and, but I mean, as a movie, it just doesn't work. Um, but I think I would recommend this to certain people, depending on if they're looking, if it's one of those, uh, you know, groups of people that are like, you know, they're down to watch anything at least one time through, regardless of what it is, you know, just to give something a try and, you could definitely be a hipster and throw this one at him uh, to kind of wow him because it's going to spark a conversation mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I'm going to stick with a
0: 2.5. Yeah, I agree. There's going to be opinions about this movie, yeah. and for me, uh, I would suggest this just for Kiefer Sutherland's uh, acting. I think it's worth the price of admission to see him in this movie. Rarely do I get a, <clears throat> do I feel eerie like about someone in a movie, and he definitely. He he has kind of a boogeyman quality.
1: Yeah. There you go.
2: So you think it
0: think it holds up? Is it dated?
1: No, I don't think it's dated. Like I think it's there's still, you know, white trash out there walking around. Like there's still Reese witherspoons. <laughs> you know methadone. <laughs> Wait, but that's
0: what keeps dating something for me? You're like as long as there's something in it that I can still see out of no, the No, I streets. mean I
1: think it's I mean, there wasn't anything that kind of stuck out to me, you know Music-wise, or advertisement-wise, or anything like that, that made me feel like, oh, well, that's not around anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's it's such a character-driven story that these personalities are kind of universal, uh, regardless of the time and era. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it holds up. But I, I think if they were going to, you know, remake this somehow, some way, like today, you know, I think there would be DNA involved. Testing there'd probably be lowjacking people's mm-hmm. cell phones to find GPS and shit like that. So No, I think it holds up pretty well.
0: Well it's funny you say that because I was thinking if I were to make the alterations to this movie to make it a better movie in my mind, if I remade it I would probably set it in the seventies and make it more feel and look like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Yeah, I can see that. But there are definitely some... Maybe it's just because I've seen a lot of indie movies from the 90s, because that was the big indie boom. Um, The mid-90s with Tarantino, Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, uh, a handful of other directors and writers. It definitely has that look and feel of kind of like a grunge film, like a gorilla movie. Do you think the movie holds up, Nick? Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, you think it comes off like a real '90s? No, I think it
2: holds up. And uh, the one thing I we didn't haven't touched on was Danny Elfman composed oh, yeah. all the original music for this. Yeah, there wasn't any like standalone theme. I forgot like a about a that. Of yeah, films. But the one part that I thought really helped with his music was during the car scene, during their dialogue, the the strings and everything kind of really helped build the tension of the. um like, showing that Keifer, Kiefer Sutherland's character was psychotic.
0: So I think... i talking Ricky Go. Um I think the car scene and the opening credit sequence... Sorry. I think the, the car scene and the opening credit sequences are the only things that Kiefer... Or that uh, Danny Elfman wrote.
2: Yeah, I think um, there's other filler music throughout. Because it also throughout. says in
0: the opening credits that there was another guy that did music too. But, but yes. his... Na- his his name was a lot smaller. It
2: was tiny. It was like four letters.
0: All right. I think that's freeway. Uh, I appreciate the pick hunter of picking a movie that none of us have seen. I'm def. That's something definitely I've I want to do as we get farther along in this podcast. Except for this pick, your week. Because um, there's no you know preconceived notions of. Well, except for my pick this week, because <laughs> I keep on battling movies I want to pick and that I always I always think of something else that kind of like makes me excited like oh I want to watch this and I want to talk about it but I definitely I will try to in the future picks try to pick something hopefully that none of us have seen Okay. so yeah great pick
1: Eric did something right
0: yay (coughs) wow
2: let's not get ahead of ourselves (laughs) right,
0: Ricky it. All right, my pick for uh, our next episode is not just one movie. No, your price for this movie gives you two movies. It's a sci-fi. It's a comedy.
2: Just say the title for the it love of God. It is
0: a movie from a oh television show. Nope, I got to prolong this no, every time. No, that's what time. the next episode for every so we time. do an
2: episode per movie. We're not doing two movies this episode.
0: Nope. Oh my god, Ricky, what is it? It's two movies in one movie. It is Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Movie. Is
1: that even really a movie? What?
0: Yes, it is. Released by Universal. I'm gonna... I don't know. Went to theaters. I don't
2: know. I'm gonna have to veto this. (laughs)
0: Wow! Nope, I'm sorry. First veto.
2: I don't even know if we're allowed to do that.
0: What's your grounds on vetoing it? It went to theaters and it's a movie. I don't know. It's...
1: Yeah, Ricky, me, ta- me the video that I sent to you of me taking a dump isn't a movie, even if it was produced by Steve, So which Spielberg movie are we going with, with? Are we going with the Lurkes?
2: whatever movie they're watching, the Plan 9 from Outer Space, or whatever the heck that movie is they're watching? Or are we going against Mystery no, Science no, Theater? Cause there's
0: no, no, s- This Island Earth is the movie that they're Earth watching. Thing. It is called Mystery Science Theater, the movie. That is the title of the movie released by Universal Studios.
2: All right, it'll be an interesting like episode. York. Be an interesting episode.
0: Okay. Hey, and like I said, I said this to Nick. Nick has watched this movie multiple times. Okay.
1: Yeah, good I'll for you, that, Nick. Eric. I've never seen it.
0: Oh. Ooh, you've never seen it? <laughs> have you have you seen any episodes of the TV series? I mean, I've seen a few. Okay. I I really Maybe don't care we'll for maybe it. we'll change your thoughts with R- the uh, the movie.
1: Or maybe I'll just take a huge sti- steaming Ricky, pile of
0: shit. Ricky, I think it's shit. a Weak it. pick. It's a very weak
2: pick. You're a weak pick. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. It's a beloved anyway, movie. All right,
1: cool. Let's Mystery um, Science Theater 3000. The movie.
2: The movie, the movie. The movie. Movie. And you get two movies I, with the d- price of I, one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. Think, I know, do. I see? think you get two guys, three guys watching a movie. I think that's the movie. It's going to be me watching guys watching a movie. Breaking the fifth wall there. Fourth wall? Fifth wall? Sixth wall? I don't know which Fourth wall. What's Seven. the fifth so wall? Oh my god! You watching so somebody walls. else watch a movie. That's the fifth wall.
0: The fifth wall.
2: And if they look at me, if they turn around, and, and if look if you at me, turn that's around and wall. look at them,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and exactly. they're behind you, watching
1: you watching them watch the movie. Yeah, we right, derail well
0: let's call it. Look at the man in the mirror. All right, hey, that was I'm episode excited. ten, yeah, guys. Ten. Yeah. I Episode think, right? 10. It was our 10th anniversary. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yay. Nick, out. Nick Point 2.0, out.